let you go, okay? Okay. What are you gonna do now? I thought I'd move out to Las Vegas. My heart is crying, crying. I just need some cash tonight. Please, don't drink it in here. Ben wasn't looking for a fresh start. Five hundred. Five hundred dollars for a 93 Rolex Daytona. I'll do it. He wasn't looking for any trouble. I was wondering if you would buy me a drink. Do you mind if I buy her a drink? <sighs> and he wasn't trying to fall in love. I really wish you'd come home with me. You're so cute. And I'm really good and bad too, believe me. No? Okay. But now, on the road to nowhere, he's about to take a detour. Hi! Are you working? Working? What do you mean working? I'm walking. It's pretty funny. If you'll come to my room for one hour, I will give you $500. I'm Ben. I'm Sarah. So, brings you to Las Vegas. I came here to drink myself to death. Why don't you stay at my place? Okay. This is the home of an angel. Are you okay? Of course. Wow, you look extremely beautiful. I do. Let's get a drink! I want you to see a doctor. Both know I'm a drunk. <coughs> Nurse! Then I know what you do. Is this a full night's work? I hope you understand that I'm a person who is totally at ease with this. I was really worried about how that would be. No, I'm not. Nicholas Cage. I am not here to force my twisted soul into your life. I'm in love with you. Elizabeth Shue. I need you. I love you. United Artist Pictures presents a romance as unexpected as love itself. Cosmopolitan magazine raves, Nicolas Cage is electrifying. Vogue calls Elizabeth Shue's performance a career-changing revelation. And Rex Reed exclaims, Cage and Shue are heartbreaking and honest in Oscar-caliber performances. I like it here with you. Let's stay for a while. Leaving Las Vegas. Hey! Hi! Welcome to Movie Humpers. Movie Humpers! I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela, his and, wife. And we are ladies, sorry. He's um, my husband. Yeah, ladies. We're married. Ladies and some of the dudes, I'm sorry. Relax. Chill out. All right. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll let you watch me and do whatever you want to do. What? This is going to be a very erotic <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. This movie we're discussing, which is a part of our co-theme this month of Strange Love. Mm-hmm. It's actually the first time I've seen this movie. It was kind of hyped back in the day. And um, this movie is such an interesting balance of sexy and sleaze. You never saw this before? I didn't lie wow. when I said that. Okay, that's just sinking in. You know, you got me. I fucking just made Sexy that up. Sexy and sleep. No, I made it up. I've seen this movie like 20 times. You I'm got me. I'm surprised. I tried to test you. You saw right through me. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Point made. 
the there because this movie is sleazy. Mm-hmm. Not every part of it is like sexy, but there is a lot of sexy to it. Yes, and the sexy and sad, the sexy sleaze balance, and there's sadness is so kind of well done mm-hmm. that really you just have to go to porn to like find that. For this movie, by and it's almost porn. Yeah. Not like even like in just like let's show the the stuff going in in and out in and out just like the vibe yeah the vibe Absolutely. of it you know we're what we're discussing uh, leaving Las leaving Las Vegas from nineteen ninety five directed by Mike Figgis written he, by written by Mike Figgis uh, based on a book by John O'Brien music by Mike Figgis uh, yeah. He picked uh, it up. Mobster number three, played by Mike Figgis. If we, if you wanted to hear <laughs> that Sting sing some kind of vocal jazz song mm. over and over mm. and over, this is what this is what you want. No, thank you. But this was great. This mo- this music for this movie makes so much. Yeah, sense. yeah. Uh, I saw this as a young person. I don't think I should have. I don't. Rem- I didn't remember it. I knew the basics. Mm-hmm. I know the plot line, which is very simple. Man goes to Vegas to drink himself to death, falls in love with a woman who is a sex worker. Yeah. That's the story. Back then but they called them hookers. They did. And they do in the movie. So if we say that, it's because of the movie. <laughs> but. This stars Nicolas Cage, Elizabeth Shue, and French Stewart. <laughs> French Stewart's like dude in the French hotel. French Stewart is in this movie. Also, though, you've got... um. At the very beginning. Explain who French Stewart is first. Oh, French Stewart is the guy with the eyes from Third Rock and the Sun. Yeah, he's like. He's like this. You know I who, used to have a crush on him. You know who. Yeah, that seems like a weird person you would crush on. <laughs> you know who would play. I want to see a biopic about French Stewart's life. Yeah. And I think Ezra Miller could play him. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Totally he could. If he uh, could stop, like, doing weird thing, getting in, in legal trouble, then yeah. he could play uh, French Stewart in a French Stewart biopic. But I yeah, see it. Third Rock from the Sun, motherfucking French motherfucking Stewart is in this movie. Yeah. The very beginning, Steven Weber. That's right. Also, what's that guy's name with the hair? Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, Who? Yep. I like him in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. though the later seasons, like, what what is going on? I don't know. Um, I didn't watch much of it, but I remember him from some of the bits. Yeah, I yeah, he's good in that show. I, I kind of like Richard Lewis. Yeah. I kind of like him. Yeah. He's like your typical neurotic comedian guy, right? Yeah, totally. So, Nicolas Cage, I forget what his name is in this movie, and I forget what her name is in this movie. We'll just call him Nicholas Cage Elizabeth Shue. This is her name is Sarah because it's S E R A, and right. they make a big deal about it. And his name is Drunk. Drunk. We'll call him Drunk. I don't remember. Yeah, his I don't remember name. either. But we're this is Ben. We're gonna get a double dose of Uncle Nick, Uncle Nicky this week. It's Ben. It's Ben. Okay. We're getting a double dose of Uncle Nicky this week. Any week is fine with me. I think Nick Cage. I love Nicholas Cage. Nick- that is not an over exaggeration. No, he's great. That's the truth. It's, and when you give Nicolas Cage a role where there's got to be something about his character that is in extremity, then he's gonna he's gonna crush. Yeah, it. he fucking crushed this. I mean, this is like he is alcohol. Like he's a Hollywood writer who 
has literally drunk himself out of a marriage, mm-hmm. out of a job. His friends are He's embarrassed by him. He uh, goes to bars, and he probably used to be pretty much a playboy, but now the 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 hot lady from Hot Shots he can't pick her up. Um, She's so hot. She is a babe. He didn't. He can't pick her up. The bar Valeria. T- the bartenders are like, "You're you're a messy bitch." One of the bartenders actually at one point tries to be like, dude, maybe you should like look at your life. And then Nicolas Cage starts to get mad and he goes, you know what? Fucking next drink on me, bro. Like, because there's no talking to him. Yeah. He's going to drink. And if you don't want him to drink, he doesn't have any use for you in his life. The only other movie I can think of where where it shows like alcoholism at this level is probably like The Master, Joaquin Phoenix's character. And he's yeah. fucking drinking jet fuel and yep. shit. Mixing up like crazy chemical concoctions in like the janitor's office. When you hear about people who are such alcoholics that they're drinking like antifreeze and shit. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason Nick Cage isn't drinking antifreeze is because when they fired him, they cut him a huge severance check. So he's looking at the check. He's like, this is very generous. And he, with that check, he's like, I think I'll move to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He, let it, he burns a bunch of shit. Yeah. He just like leaves his life behind. He's literally, he's going to go and drink himself to death. He has his plan. He arrives and he sees, uh, well, before he gets to Las Vegas, he tries to hook up with this sex worker lady and she like, we see her basically put her mouth around his finger. His ring finger. And she's another sexy moment here. Mm-hmm. Apparently Mike Figgis, like exploring eroticism is kind of his thing. He did it well. And. The lady pulls his wedding band. I don't know. Maybe, With her mouth. Maybe it was a gold wedding band. Men it aren't was. known for dropping a lot on wedding bands. They're just kind of like more of a symbol. Than, it was something. But yeah. She knew she could get it because it, he was drunk. But it's also symbolizing how the the aspects of his life that he has completely lost. He also said, he also like never mentioned it. It's like it didn't matter. No. At one point it he didn't. says, well at one point he says, I don't know if I... St- lost my marriage because I started drinking or if I started drinking because I lost my marriage. And later when Elizabeth Shue asks him, why do you, why are you doing this? He's like, I don't remember. Yeah. Like he's drunk himself to a point where he is forgetting everything except what's happening in front of him. So yeah, he arrives in Las Vegas and he almost runs into a sex worker, Elizabeth Shue. I love this. There's a red light. I walk, you stop. You sorry? Yeah. Good. And that's because when we first meet her, and she's like, the lights, we see that impression immediately. Yeah. When he sees her the next time, he stops his car and pulls over and is like, hey, hey. Yeah. Are you working? Can I see you right now? She has this pimp who's like some Russian dude. Yeah. We first see her and him together in a penthouse. That's where French Stewart is. Can you imagine? Like, what's so interesting about French Stewart is I'm sure the face he makes when he comes is also his resting What face. if that's the only time he opens his eyes? <laughs> wow! <laughs> that looks creepy. <laughs> I bet. wonder if he says yowza when he comes. I have a theory that I just made up. That there is some sort of missing scene to explain what's going on with this pimp guy. Because they try to set up, like, a C story with it where, I don't even know if that's a term. But you know what I mean? Like, a like a not even a B. It's like a small, small plot yeah, line. It, it, because 
there's a part where Nicolas Cage stops at the gas station to get gas. And there are some guys who are presumably from the same country as the pimp guy speaking in a foreign language, but they're talking about that pimp guy. And I don't remember what they said about him, but it basically was like, he's in trouble or he's going to get it or something. Well, he's, yeah. Apparently the guy is fucking losing his mind. Well, and he chased her. So she was in LA with him and she ran away from him because he's abusive and used to cut her. Like, like, and so like he would cut her when they were, when he was, he would beat her up, but then he would also cut her as part of like sex, but it was not something that she was, that she wanted. And she ran away from him to Vegas and he found her. I'm so glad we didn't linger on that guy either. I was glad that we moved away from that. Yeah. Eventually he just tells her one night, takes all her money and tells her to get away from him. Because throughout this movie, he's like, yeah, he tells her to leave because she goes out on, she meets up with Nicolas Cage and like crashes with him like actually makes a connection with him because they're just like he's in a place where he can't even fucking lie anymore when we first meet him he's talking to hotshot slady in the bar and be like i'm really good in bed and when he meets elizabeth shoe he's like look i accept you for what you're doing and also uh i don't mind hanging out with you Mm -hmm. just you can never tell me to stop drinking yeah and also i'm like i'm shit in bed like they only sleep together once once so when she i mean she's doing her job right so when they first get to his room she does try to go down on him and he's like hey let's let's have a drink let's Mm. not do that and it takes like two times and she basically is like what's your fucking deal and he's like i just want to be around you yeah and then he says all of that and there's this understanding like she can never ask him to stop drinking and he will not make her feel bad about what she does yeah and they don't have to be alone i did like one comment she makes, though, at this, there's one time where he is a little shitty to her because he's drunk. He doesn't want her to leave. Mm-hmm. And he says something like, because he hasn't fucked her yet, right? So yeah. she's, she makes some comment about that. And he's like, well, I could just ask any of these guys you go out with what it's like to fuck you. And she goes, they wouldn't know. Yeah, they they make. Because she's playing a part when she's with them. You know when he's like, don't tell me not to drink. And she's like, this is my job. Of course, you know that there's always something insecure about it in the back of their mind. Well, it, because you know they really have a connection and they care about each other. Because they're falling in love. And he wants so her how to can be you with him and she wants him to not die. I mean, yeah. he's basically like... So basically what he's saying to her when he says, you cannot ask me to stop drinking, is he's saying, you cannot ask me to not kill myself. Yeah. I love you. But I'm also going to die here. Mm-hmm. And he he even offers to leave a couple of times when it starts getting worse. I know we're jumping around, but I, I think that's matter. fine, right? And so when it starts getting worse and he starts, like, he's having really bad tremors and he, like, can't sleep. And he, you know, he he's literally drinking so much alcohol constantly. And he says to her, like, I should go. I can get a hotel. Because she says, I want you to see a doctor. And he's like, I am not going to see a doctor. But I will leave if you if you want me to leave. And she's like, you can't leave me. I need you. It's really impressive the chemistry they have when they're also Jesus. so distinctly playing such damaged positions. Because yeah. Nicolas Cage is literally shit, shit face to the gills the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And yet you do get this feeling that he really, really cares about her. I mean, I was almost convinced that Elizabeth Shue and Nicolas Cage, while making this movie, probably were into each other. I mean, it seemed like it. I don't it know. Was, they could just be killing it, but it really was They're kinda... both very sexy. Oh, yeah. So it's not a stretch. Even if they didn't do anything, 
They were probably attracted to each other. And, th- okay, so also I want to talk about, okay, one of the sexiest parts of this movie. Sure. To me. Yeah. Okay, so there's a part that kind of foreshadows this where he is, like, mad at this woman. I can't remember. She's, like, at the bank or something. And he can't sign his name, so he goes and gets some drinks. He comes back. And he's, like, I, he's like recording himself speaking about this woman behind the counter talking about how if you were covered in bourbon... Yeah. Then I would fuck you. Yeah, yeah. If you poured bourbon between your legs, I would drink it. Like all this stuff he's saying, right? And he's saying all this stuff and it's like, whoa, like it just in front of these people. Mm-hmm. Flash forward. Elizabeth Shue doesn't know this. There's little things that she does where he constantly is like, you're the most perfect person in the world for me. Mm-hmm. Like she buys him a present, which is a flask. And he's like, oh my God, you understand me. It's like when I got you that uh, Bret Hart Simpsons figure. Yeah, Kind of yeah. the same thing. You know, like, I get you. Yeah. She gets him. But anyway, so there's this part where she's like, let's go to the desert for a couple of days. Let's go on a vacation. And they still haven't fucked. And she wants to. She brings it up mm-hmm. regularly that she wants to have sex with him. And he's laying on this lounge chair. And she picks up the bottle of bourbon. Straddles him. She straddles him and starts drinking it kind of but it's pouring all over her body yeah. onto him and it is so fucking hot and you know that if he'd been a little less drunk they would have fucked right then but when they got up he fell through a table and they got kicked out of the hotel yeah, yeah. but it was super hot and at one point like they're out by the pool and he's like take your top off he's like take this off and she's like pulling down her like top of her bathing suit and there's mm. like bourbon all over her breasts and he's like touching her and they're like kissing and it was fucking hot as shit right that is the moment where yeah it's like they wanted to fuck each other but it's like i felt like the sexiest parts to me was when he had the shakes and he was thrown oh up my in the god sink. robert i thought like man if my wife wasn't here and i was alone pulling it so yeah there's a couple of things like i mean he's He's completely gone, so he has these... He had a moment in a casino where he... Someone tells him no for some reason, and he freaks the fuck out. Yeah. And they get kicked out. She tries to go back into the casino later to work alone, and they Mm -hmm. kick her out. Yeah. Everyone knows what she does, it seems. So she's getting in a car with a cabbie, and the cabbie's like, you got money, right? You got money, right? I mean, she's in a position to be used for money, but like her lot is just... Sad at the same time. I will time. say about the two scenes that you just called out. However, that is also right after she's been beat up really bad. Mm. And that cabbie in particular, not to excuse his behavior because he was rude as fuck to her. And it was not okay. Yeah. But. But he's he's seen this before, obviously. He's seen this before from other people, whatever. But she does have a really rough time because there is a there is a point where he does leave because he one night when she goes out to work he goes to the casino and he gets picked up by uh svu right that chick her name is special victims unit special victims unit <laughs> that's her street name with long hair yeah uh and she picks him up and elizabeth shu comes home to find nicholas cage and her they were not having sex. They weren't quite there. And he she probably, was trying to make him do it. He she probably was doing the, wouldn't you make have been me so able hot. to No, he still had his no. pants on. Yeah. But that wasn't the point, like, truly. And it's, he knew. He knew as soon as he saw her face because he looked at her and he goes, 
maybe if it's okay, I can just crash on the couch for a few hours and then I'll leave. And she's like, get the fuck out. Oh, and Elizabeth Shue's landlords are Lori yeah. Metcalf and Mr. Ernst from Hey Dude. <gasps> it's a little wild and a little strange. I didn't know that that's who that was. Yeah, it took me a minute to recognize him. Oh but yeah, that's God, Mr. Ernst. I didn't Ernst. recognize him. I used to watch Hey Dude all the time. Um, but Aunt Jackie. Yeah, Lori Metcalf underrated actor i Mm -hmm. she honestly should get more roles yes um but yeah so they're suspicious of something going on and as they're split up she goes out and like you said she gets into she gets this gig with these like frat boy stereotypical frat boys beat her up and rape and she ends up getting raped and so it's like everything's starting to fall apart for her yeah and like she gets they, the, her landlord see her come home all busted up. And they, they and they kind of have figured out finally what she's doing. Yeah. And they tell her she has to leave by the end of the week. And, and then Nick calls. And then Nick calls and she goes to him and he's just like, I mean, I don't know if this guy even really eats. Like she tries to no, feed he him doesn't. sometimes. Without, without, at one point, without even telling them, she doesn't say stop drinking, but she's like, can you go to a doctor? But what is a doctor going to tell him? Stop drinking. Honest, honestly, he may be so strung out that it could be even dangerous for him to go cold turkey. I think that he didn't even want food. Like, there's one point where she's like, I got you some plain rice. I think you could eat plain rice. Yeah. But I think every time he tries to eat, he throws up. So she, she gets the call from him. He wants to see her. He, you can tell he kind of knows that his end goal is in sight. And, and she does too. And she comes into his room and he's just like fucking wrecked. And he sees that he's like massaging himself under the sheets. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll do that. And mm-hmm. then she gets on top of him. And this is the first time. And they've said that they love each other. Yeah, so many times. So many times at this point. He tells her and the, again. And they actually, she gets on top of him. They actually have sex. And then he fucking dies. While they're sleeping. Yeah. Right before that, before she climbed on top of him, she said to him, before she said she would help him sexually, she said, do you want help? Do you want me to help you? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. Yeah. And then, yeah, then... Then he dies. Then they made love for the first time, and then he died. Wow. So a real feel-good feel good flick here. But the way that the tragedy, the ba- like I said, the balance of eroticism. Because there's scenes in this movie that are like, damn. And then there's other parts that are like, good God, this is like the saddest shit I've ever seen. That's it. It's sexy. It's so sexy and so sad. It doesn't really play up the setting of Las Vegas as a something gr- like oh, it really no. it's not like it does it doesn't make Las Vegas seem like this magical place, you know. Right. It really sets it up like this is where uh dreams and lives go to die. Yep. Like it it really it doesn't have that the 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 tourism board for Las Vegas probably might want to like not bring this movie up, truly, because like everyone is just either like desperate or just a dirtbag. Wasn't was Nicolas Cage also in that movie about like fifty Elvises or whatever? Honeymoon in Vegas. So probably, yes, I he bet was. you, if people try to say leaving Las Vegas, they go, "Oh, you mean honeymoon? No, in no, Vegas. no, 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 honeymoon in Vegas? No, no, not that one, not that one. Don't get me wrong, 
I I I pull I masturbated to leaving Las Vegas a few times, but honeymoon in Vegas is the one we want you to watch. Okay. I mean, maybe you like the flying Elvises coming out of the. I mean, I like Elvis. That's all I remember of that fucking movie. That's all I remember of that movie too. That's yeah. why I wasn't even positive he was in it. Yeah, but I that's when think, we've seen him be Elvis. Yes, I think he was. I yeah, he was. I'm pretty positive. All right, you know we, uh, you know, there's humping in this movie, and we uh, hump, we hump movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, this stark, interesting movie. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give it one through five. We're gonna give it one through five combined for best out of ten. I think that I think that Nicolas Cage. I think this is one of his best performances. If not his best performance. There's a magic that happens when he gets put in the right movie where it's, it is a person in reality that has something, some like crazy aspect of them that he can dive into. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes he can seem like crazy in a normal world. Yes. Right? But this movie was his world. And Elizabeth Shue is perfect. I mean, we saw her a few weeks ago in uh, she played uh, Jogo Lay's mom. Yes, in Mysterious Skin, she's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, listen, where's she been? I can, don't know. Can we get uh, a resurgence of Elizabeth Shue here? We should look her up. Maybe she's been doing some indie shit that is also super great. Yeah, we should look her up. Maybe, uh, or or revisit Adventures in Babysitting. Um, they remade that movie. I will never. Don't go off. Don't go off. We don't have okay. time. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, God, I... I'll go ahead and rate it. Okay. I feel like it's a number I've been giving out a lot, but I feel like this movie's pretty damn interesting. Quite a quite a sight to behold. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Okay, okay, okay. So I think this is a very good movie. And a good example of... we we The last few weeks, we've been getting good examples of what it looks like when people have serious problems. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the more stark examples of extreme alcoholism. Yeah. What what say you? I hate it. actually I hate it when people say what say you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really annoying. Like what are you like some like like bargain bin Shakespeare? <laughs> right. Just fucking tell me just say <laughs> what do you think about this? Anyway, go ahead. Uh okay. I'm going to say 4.5. Okay. So that is an 8.75 for Mike Figgis's Leaving Las Vegas. I believe this is on Paramount Plus as of this recording. I think it's because it's on Showtime. Yeah, And we have the Paramount Plus with Showtime. Uh, 8.75 is an A. So let's see what we got here for 8.75s. We got uh, from top to bottom, My Beautiful Laundrette, Fox and His Friends, and Mad God. Where do you think it falls somewhere in there? At the top. Oh, and my mysterious skin. Is it under mysterious skin and above my beautiful laundrette or above mysterious skin? Under mysterious skin. All right. Two back-to-back Elizabeth Shoe vehicles. Leaving Las Vegas is in between mysterious skin and my beautiful laundrette. And our A-tier Rankings. Uh, check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Death to all traders. Death to all traders. Mm-hmm.